0: Hey everybody! Welcome to episode three hundred and eighty-seven of the podcast that goes nicked. I'm your host Jason. Hey, when I signed up for Weapon X, they said they were going to give me free implants. I didn't know they meant this minable, and I'm joined <laughs> once again by John Bad to the adamantium lace to bone Wilson. Hey, John.
1: And they're not the kind of implants you were looking for either.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: I and taken... My question is, did they cost $47 million like Wrens were going to?
0: <laughs> Probably so.
1: <laughs> Huge pectoral implants. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I,
0: got the, I got the Liefeld Captain America implants.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. I was reading, and he did that exact same pose on another character back in 1994. The, the infamous Captain America cover is just like a take on another person that he did earlier.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you remember who it was?
1: Uh, I should.
0: It's okay if you know. Yeah, I know. Um, On
1: top of my head. Just one of the <laughs> ones I recorded about recently. So that
0: would have been like, like image stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before, okay. he, had, before he left image.
0: Okay. <sighs> wow. All right.
1: <sighs> Shaft? Hmm. Might have been. It was one of his. It, it might have been Chapel, actually, but it was one oh, of okay. his, uh, you know, extreme characters that he made.
0: Right. <laughs> all right well anyway all right you can hear all about that on all the pouches which we will throw out twitter and plugs for here in a bit but um first we got to get to a flashback for wolverine number 50 the double size special issue and you no know, this is kind of a big deal you know special gimmick covers were about to be all the rage but they weren't quite yet. <laughs> right? But this, but this one has kind of a cardstock cover that looks like a Manoa folder and three claw marks ripped through it. I think it's called they call that die cut, right? Is that what that's called? I think so. Yeah, and so I was thinking what what Marvel had done before now because we're going to get like a crapload of gimmick covers in the next couple of years. You know, all the prisms and anything you can think of we'll go on the comic cover but I think until this the only and you will probably know so you can definitely correct me. The only two I could think of off the top of my head before this one were the foil embossed silver surfer also number 50 and the glow and dark uh, ghost Rider, which I think was number thirteen thirteen or fourteen. um and i I couldn't think of any other like big gimmicky covers of marvel before this.
1: At Marvel, no, because yeah, they, I mean, they hadn't gone crazy with their covers yet, but die-cut covers were a thing. Well, this is 91, so Valiant is actually just getting their start this year. Right. Uh, I was going to say they were a thing at Valiant, but I'm three years ahead of you in my 90s stuff. Yeah, um,
0: right. <laughs> well, I know DC will also do stuff because they'll have actually, they probably already have done Joker's Wild which has the holograms. Ah, oh, maybe not. No, I can't remember. No, maybe
1: I don't think so. I think Robin 2 is next year.
0: Okay. And that Robin 3 has the venticulars. <laughs> so that's, now, that's how was
1: that. uh, how was um Batman the Dark Knight published? Cuz no that was a special format. The
0: the the Miller one or
1: Yeah.
0: I think it was just like thick Cover wasn't it, or was there something on it? I don't remember. I don't know. No, I've only ever read the, the a, trade.
1: So yeah, it know. wasn't embossed. It was if if it had die cut, it wasn't embossed though. So okay, okay,
0: all right, cool. But yeah, but this is a pretty pretty sweet cover. Yeah, um, are you reading? Are you reading this one digitally as well?
1: On, yeah, I've got or, the uh, Comixology collection. Um, so this is from the Wolverine Weapon X Unbound collection that has issues 47 through 57. It follows up on the previous Larry Hama collection, and um, then I think there's a gap before another Wolverine collection is available on here, so I will have to go find the comics some way, somehow.
0: Okay. So do you... um, On the digital copy, is it... Do you see like the first page behind the claw marks or is it just like white or black space?
1: Um, Whatever I, yeah, I cannot find this. I, oh, I'm sorry. I do not see the first page. No, it's just a black okay. space with the claw marks. Okay. So but, that's not, that's actually cut out of the comic then?
0: Yes. Yeah, it's actually a hole. It's a hole in the comic. Um, actually, you have to be really careful because I have, you know, an older copy and the, the strands between the claw marks are not that thick.
1: So if mm. you turn it
0: too fast, you risk uh, ripping it.
1: <laughs> so what do, what like, do you, like, you see through there? You see like his motorcycle and stuff?
0: Uh, no. So you see um, – oh, do you not have the – interior? oh, wow. Okay. All right. I don't so have the interior.
1: I'm looking it up now. I don't have the interior. On the
0: physical copy inside the cover, there is like the inside of the Manoa folder. So it's like photographs and notes. So there's like a passport. There's a Logan CIA card, a Canadian Secret Service card. There's a diagram of his adamantium skeleton. There's a picture of him and uh, the Hudson's on a fishing trip. Um, Then on the other side, where the claw marks are, and you see the inside of the paper being ripped. And then there's the... uh, the Mariko wedding invitation has like slashes through it. There's a picture of Sabretooth and Logan, um, like an old black and white picture. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And there may be someone between them. I don't think there is, but they would be missing because they got clawed. And there's a princess bar, um, matchbook. And then, um, an American express credit card. And then a like a badge or like lapel for Xavier's. Um, there's all kinds of like just neat little, like, uh, there's like a map of Canada, a little SHIELD dossier thing. Um, yeah, that's a bummer, you know. They yeah, in my that.
1: searches, I, I get lots of pictures of the cover and what you can see through it. But nobody appears to have uh, scanned, at least not with my, you know, one quick Google search. Nobody okay. has scanned that first page.
0: Well, after we get this up, one I'll tweet pictures um, of it.
1: Okay, tag me next. I'd love to see
0: it. Yeah, I'll put it in the thread with the episode. Because, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and, of course, there's a all this old stuff, except for the one new picture of him fighting Shiva, which is kind of the main focus of what's inside the claw marks from the outside, so that there's still something new and exciting to get the new reader. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty neat little thing. I remember being... I was in awe of it at 13. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is, this is really cool. It's like he actually cut the cover. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a, either Shiva Scenario Part 3 or Dreams of Gore Phase 3, whichever way you want to call it. But it's the big Wolverine 50, which was a whopping $2.50 back in 1991.
1: Highway robbery.
0: That's right. was <laughs> like a discount now, but back then that was quite a bit. Um, so this, of course, is scripted by Lethal Larry Hammer. Pencils by murderous Mark Silvestri. Inks by Dangerous Dan Green. <laughs> That's exactly how I was <laughs> hoping you were going to do that. <laughs> With the help from Hilary Barda and Tom Palmer. Uh, colors by Stoppin Steve Piccioletto and letters by punishing Pat Brousseau, and I don't always do the editors, but since they have nicknames, uh, we have Brutal, Bob Harris, and Terrible Tom DeFalco. And um, I think we agreed last time, we're just going to kind of take this kind of slow. Um, so we just kind of maybe go a couple of pages at a time and switch off, if that's good for you.
1: I love it when you go slow.
0: <laughs> they always do. Um,
1: <laughs> what? Who are they?
0: Well, oh, well I mean, you know, Anyone that showers before the podcast gets (laughs) gets special treat.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. Let's do this thing.
0: Cameron never did. Oh,
1: Oh, (laughs) just kidding.
0: Um, Yeah. So uh, Wolverine shows up and not only a tank top, but a ripped up tank top on his motorcycle. And he's in New York and there are some women and they're not happy with him being so rude um, it looks like it's actually raining and he's splashing water as he drives onto the sidewalk. He's
1: driving up onto the sidewalk right in front of them. And it's just like, wow. Right. Okay, Wolverine.
0: Right. No horn, no nothing. And he, of course, he's Wolverine, so smoking his cigar in the rain. Um, but he drives into this building, in through the lobby, up the stairs and or escalator, I'm not sure, um, and into the elevator where he slides in and somehow doesn't hit this poor girl in the miniskirt. Like, he he literally skids into the elevator with a scree and slams to a stop. And then um, some sort of security guard and or spy gets on his walkie-talkie and says, Security 7, he's coming up elevator number 3. but he'll have to transfer to the freight elevator to get up to the roof. Then we get a cool, like, parallel sequence of, like... You know, a few days ago, Wolverine talking to Forge at the X-Base and then him in the elevator currently. And um, he's talking to Forge, figuring out where, you know, maybe a helicarrier might secretly be docked. And they find out it's on top of this really tall building. But then he's in the elevator on his motorcycle with the lady. And I love the little, like, icicles dripping off of her dialogue. like She's just very nonplussed, not happy to right sharing an elevator with a a wet smelly rude (laughs) canadian hairy guy on a motorcycle but they go up to 60 and uh he gets out and then we switch to the helicarrier and colonel fury is there and he's like oh he'll have to come up the freight elevator and then um we see that he doesn't come up the freight elevator because the guards are waiting and then opens to an empty door And we see Wolverine and Silhouette pushing the motorbike up the stairs. And so then they're worried what's going on. And he rides off the roof and jumps off. And then what happens?
1: He hits the um, helicarrier.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he pops his claws with a snick and jumps through the they're all like oh don't worry it's bulletproof glass and Nick Fury puts his fingers in his ears and I thought it was really funny
1: so so can we talk for a second about Wolverine's reach on this cause like he goes <sighs> in front tire first on this thing mm-hmm. so how the flippity gibbet through his claws <laughs> break through that you know I just
0: yeah and and it's almost like he shatters with his claws the glass um the physics on it doesn't quite work
1: <laughs> it seems implausible
0: it, <laughs> it does seem implausible but um but somehow he he busted through with the shrek and Nick Fury knew he would and um at that point um. You know, Wolverine says, I got a bone to pick with you. And of course, Fury's like, well, I'm sure you do. Let's have a cigar off. And so they do. They have a cigar off. And um, Wolverine's like, you're going to get me a file. Nick Fury, with lots of gun pouches, by the way, John. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's pouched up. And he says, now, why would I do that? And he goes, because you're going to get direct on the line, or I'm going to start running my mouth about El Tigre and Emilio Guara and what they were doing in Cuba in 1963. And just maybe he should have... This part I thought was a little weird. So it says he should think twice about letting the old knucklehead read his own security dossier. But as far as they know, well, they don't know that he's seen it, has he? I guess mean, see he just kind of talking tough there? Like... I, I think he
1: wants to see it.
0: Oh, oh, okay. So almost, almost better. He's going to think twice about not letting the old knucklehead read a security dossier.
1: Right, basically. Like, okay. They're going to let me read it, or I'll, you know, right. Tell them about what I was going on, and they'll think about letting me read it. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah it's it's a little, it's a little awkwardly phrased, but yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well, so um. Yeah, uh, he goes. Let me guess. If I don't, a letter gets dropped off at the Daily Bugle. And he's like, "Natch," <laughs> which is weird. I don't know. If, I don't know if Logan's ever said "Natch" until now. I have
1: I never know. heard anybody say "Natch" outside of a fucking Marvel comic.
0: Right. <laughs> me either.
1: So Wolverine is so extra. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this whole motorcycle thing up on the curb, into the lobby, up the stairs into the elevator next to the poor woman on her way to work. And it's just like all so that he can get a running start off the, uh, (laughs) off the ledge to hit the shield. Helicarrier. That's his only reason. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like the back half of the second Wolverine film action movie extra.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Oh man. So yeah. So then we see nine minutes later, the spy was getting faxed through, which, when did we find out, was like a bajillion pages. Um,
1: oh, wait, I was gonna ask, oh, I was going to ask you. Does yeah. this mean that... This, well, this this page with Nick Fury, if you were wondering what was going on in 48 and 49, this at least confirms that the stuff in Cuba was at least partly real. Yes.
0: Yeah, at least, at least the basis of the story is real because Fury's worried about it. Um,
1: which implies that the other scene in Canada was also probably at least partly real.
0: Yeah, and I think if nothing else, it at least it at least shores up because because John kind of jumped before we were recording that this this gives you a lot of maybe answers
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) this issue. Mm -hmm.
0: But I think it does at least put in concrete the the idea that Wolverine and Sabretooth were on some sort of Strike Force or Black Ops team, or they—they they did something together. So whatever their past, whatever their relationship may or may not be teased out to be, at the very least, they ran missions for somebody at some point.
1: <laughs> I mean, the 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 cynic could say that no, and Nick Fury is just letting him have the file anyway, even though he doesn't know what well, we're talking about. Okay, but I don't—I don't think that's the natural reading.
0: Well, yeah, and I, I think the only reason I maybe read, read it a little more confidently is because Nick Fury's an older character. Like, since he comes through World War II, he would have been around in the 60s and probably have had knowledge of, you know, espionage, spy-type stuff. So, but, but yeah, I guess you could also argue that on the other side, maybe to your point, is that because he had so much knowledge, he would not want Wolverine to think, well, you know something I don't know. So he would he would bluff him, maybe. So I, I, I guess you could read it either way. Huh, interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, this <laughs> this comic is going to answer a lot of questions with the word maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, yeah, so then we can go to this other office building. And we had these guys, and they had hat. Was it Shield or just American? I uh, oh, it said a scanner down in Maryland. So I guess that's the uh the uh, central CIA base. um but anyway, whenever keywords pop up, they get flagged, and I don't guess they don't get the actual files. They just get notice that someone was in the files, and so. And this guy just got all the bells and whistles in his little dirty cubicle, and so he hands it off to his boss, and says, um, "You know, it was tripped off by Logan. That was one of the keywords." And he goes, "All right, erase the records." And he takes it up to his the the penthouse, and there's this really swank penthouse with all these stone columns and a big Death Star window, and he walks in. And there's a big, super, really cool-looking like Hydra emblem, like in the marble, in the tile on the floor. And there's a, and of course, someone in a green hood. Um, and he hands off the files. Says, you know, Logan went off like a, the Fourth of July with our little little tracker program. And you know, they talk about penetration devices. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, <clears throat> and then uh, the high impedance monitor, or the HEM. Uh, oh, is that related to Adam Warlock? No, <laughs> just <Ooh>. kidding. Um,
1: <laughs> but it, Adam it tra- Warlock dressed in silver samurai armor.
0: There you go. <laughs> but it traced the data flow back to another system that matches the file volume. Exactly. So we know that someone downloaded this and they're looking at it, and it goes to the desktop at the Department of Agriculture in D.C., the pest control section. So, you know, John, I got to say, I was reading this issue and looking at Mark Silvestri doing the art here,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I came to a conclusion, you know, because I've been listening to a lot of of your all-the-pouches coverage, and the pacing and kind of the vocabulary and the tough-guy talk... Like, this reads a lot. Like, so Mark Silvestri borrows a lot of this tone and the way he does plots when he does Cyberforce. There's, like, yeah. a lot of, like, oh, this was planned by the blah, 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 and the new-to-do, and the dee to dee And it's just, like, like fake technical-sounding stuff, and Silvestri rides that to the bank in uh, Cyberforce.
1: And so... <laughs> I can see that, yeah. And, like, you know, suggesting layers within layers... Right, um, but then <laughs> the drawback is that like tend to have more confidence in the Larry Hama yes, Wolverine yeah. <laughs> long <Right>. run <laughs> than in sylvester's cyber force short run it's just yeah. which is not to knock it's just a different different branch of the industry, you know <laughs> right, yeah,
0: for sure, for sure, i just I couldn't help but be like, huh. This is where he picked that up.
1: (laughs) So this really swank penthouse. I really thought we were going into Supreme Hydra territory here. Like, like she was the big wig. So I I was automatically thinking Madam Viper or someone like that. Why she would be hooded in secret. I don't know beyond it. Just looking cool. But, um,
0: yeah, I was with you. In fact, I had even convinced myself that it was Viper. Like, Oh, I remember that. And then of course it's not. We'll find out. Right. But, um,
1: (laughs) whoever she is, she set, um, tracers in the computer system to be notified of anybody looking for the files on Logan. She set that up back in 1972, 20 years earlier. And somebody later in this book says we lost track of you 20 years ago. Oh, so when this person got out of, I don't know, Team X or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, when she got out, she set, no, like, she put notices in her phone. <laughs> right,
0: right, yeah, yeah. Which, okay, and I don't I don't remember this, and you're a little ahead of me in reading, so you may have already encountered, or maybe it doesn't get answered, I'm not sure. But it would make sense that, you know, coming into the ranks of Hydra would give her the means to do such a thing. Now, I don't remember this particular character, which we'll wait and reveal in just a few pages here. I don't remember if her history is tied to Hydra that early.
1: I don't, I don't remember either. Cause we're not going to get, I mean, she's not actually going to be on the page for very many more issues. Right. But then what we find out about her, you know, when she's not around, I don't remember. Or right. we find out about her when she is a lot of the stuff. I don't know. I think we're going to find out more about her involvement in, I'm, I'm using the term Team because the internet did. Right. Um, <laughs> but what she did before and after and outside of that, I don't know if we're, how much we're going to learn about that.
0: Okay. Very good. All right. Well, Logan is also hot on the trail to Washington, D.C. for the pest control sector. In fact, he goes to their office and gets real rude. Or there's some... Uh, some ban tour between him and the secretary. Uh, very perky secretary, uh, Sylvester mm. style. Um, yeah. <laughs> but she's like, you cannot go in. They're not here. And Wolverine's like, I smell them. I hear them breathing. I know it's the professor. So he's already put that together. Um, and he says, his name's Andre in my dreams. Actually, he says, his name's Andre in my dreams. In my dreams. <laughs> Yeah. And then he pops his claws as the lady gets between him and the door. And she looks not overly worried, but maybe a little bit worried until he's you know, snicks and schlunks his claws into the door uh, with the steel plating and says, Tell the professor I was here and ask him about my adamantium. He'll know all about it. And then we can get a schlick as he pulls the claws out of the door and says, You know what? I'll tangle with the professor, but it's going to be on my terms. I'm going to go get this little thing called evidence. And then me and the professor are going to dance. And um, he says he's going to head up to the warehouse that we were in in issue 48. Or no, no, not that one. Sorry. That was a Weapon X facility. He's going to go up to a different warehouse, a Weapon X warehouse in Windsor, Ontario, and tell your pal, Hines, that she wants to. T- tell the old hairy mutant she's got to stay downwind and Heinz is like oh good lord (laughs)
1: Um, i think windsor ontario is the site of the mission where they had the silver fox and the terrorist compound
0: okay all right yes i believe you're right
1: so he's tracking down that location
0: gotcha okay and then um we have termination parameters for project x on the DOS screen <laughs> as the professor we see the professor in his office. And then we find out he has a um uh, uh
1: a hook for a hand.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what's it called? And when you Oh, damn it. My brother had one. Uh not a, a prosthetic prosthetic, my lord, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So he has a prosthetic, like bionic, like it's really like a double hook. Which is pretty, mm-hmm. pretty nasty, and um, he tells Hines to hold it together. So I'm gonna guess, from a little bit from my memory, a little bit from just kind of anticipating the story, that we know he survived, obviously, um, but that maybe Wolverine took his arm, and right. so um, I think that's definitely what we're leading to here. And remembering
1: uh, now, if, I'm wondering now if there is an actual panel from the Weapon X story that might have shown or strongly implied. That I, think there,
0: I think there was. I should have probably pulled that up before we recorded, but, you that's know. <laughs> um, and, you know, I apologize. I, I'm, for all you listeners, I'm a huge fan. I've never claimed to be encyclopedic, <laughs> so, you <yeah, laughs> do know, doing the best I can.
1: Um, <laughs> you and me both, bud. You and me both. <laughs> right.
0: You know, I used to be fairly encyclopedic when I was just reading G.I. Joe and X-Men. Right. But in the years and decades since, where I've read a little bit of everything under the sun, it is hard to keep it all straight.
1: (laughs) It is. Like, I, I do pretty well following a bunch of narratives at one time, but I'll be damned if I can keep all the details of everything straight in my head.
0: Well, especially when I'm reading three different eras.
1: Right, <laughs> mm. oh, yeah, because you got 70s, you 70s, got this, I, and current, <laughs> and current for the main episodes, yeah,
0: yeah. So it's like, oh man, it's hard to remember when I read what and what goes in what order, and when did, when did the readers know what, yeah, yeah. So. Have you come
1: full circle yet? Have you gotten to Wolverine's debut in your 70s Marvel? No, almost,
0: um, almost, yeah. In fact, on the CR CMRO page, um, I finally got to the page, and I think. Hulk 181 is like the last one on that page, so I've got about well, I think he does forty.
1: Forty on a page, a page something to, yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm about forty issues away.
1: Awesome.
0: So, yeah, that'll be really uh syn, syn- synchronous synchronous. <laughs> is that the word? Um, you know, It'll be, be interesting too because I have to make a decision at that point. Like, am I going to reread all of this stuff, and then we're also getting to the Part where I actually have some comics. Am I going to reread those as well? So I'll have to kind of adjust my '70s project and see how I want to tackle that. But you know, sure. a problem for another day. Um, <laughs> right now, we have the Blackbird, um, and we get the joke about how there's over fifty thousand pages of Logan files in the, from the NSA, um,
1: and you know, it took it took. He had to run them off on floppy disks. and It took <laughs> two shoe boxes full of <laughs> floppy disks. And Xavier's like, "I'm glad you did that. It keeps it makes it easy to keep track of them." And I, and and I'm just like, "What is this Police Quest four or something?" Because like, <laughs> there was that era where games were coming out on floppies and on CDs. Uh-huh. And any game that was worth putting out on CD was going to come out on a buttload of floppies. And I remember Police right. Quest Four came out in both. <laughs> it was 41 floppy disks.
0: Wow. My goodness.
1: Yeah. And you know that when you're installing the game, you're just sitting there like, progress bar, progress bar, swap out the disk. Okay, push the button, change the disk. <laughs> What's the next number? Do I got them all in order? You know, it's just like...
0: Right. Just uh, crunching
1: through them. But, that yeah.
0: sounds like a mess. Wow, yeah, but luckily, Forge wrote a little program to help search for key items in the files more efficiently. We also see that Wolverine has officially changed his costume. We even get a little comment about it. It's it's a it's a design that's similar to his older yellow and blue costumes, but not quite the same. Uh, yeah,
1: it's up a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So um, X Men One has not hit quite yet, or it's just about it, it just did hit or something? Uh, No, it just, yeah, it hit a couple months ago. Okay, so this is setting up his transition to that costume.
0: Yeah, because X-Men 1 through 3, he's still in the brown. And then I think by 4, he's in yellow and blue. And 4 would have been the same month as
1: this. Okay, okay. Yep. So, Jean's comment. She makes a comment about how changing back to his yellow and you know blue like he was when they first met him is he changing into a person like that he was back then before he was kind of humanized it scares her and then there were other comments about him you know maybe falling down this road is going to make him feral make him angry make him lose his humanity and then at the very end of this issue make another comment about that and so two things one I had never connected the yellow suit to his bestiality. I'd always, like, I'd always thought of the brown and orange as the more feral Wolverine costume.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I guess you can say the little tiger stripes are more animalistic. But, I guess. Yeah.
1: And then the but, other thing is, do you think that Hama had the feral Wolverine like story idea that comes along, I think, after Fatal Attractions? Do you think he already had that? Like... He as a goal, he was working toward. He could,
0: yeah. I mean, it's interesting because he is the master of the long game, even
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, on par with Claremont, and maybe even more so as far as keeping his stuff moving.
1: Right, right. Because <laughs> you
0: know, one of the things I loved about the Claremont documentary was that. You know Nicenti and uh, Wheezy both talking about how they would have to like remind him that you forgot about plot points and I feel like Hamma doesn't ever really forget anything like like when stuff goes away and comes back it always feels a lot more intentional um so I mean it's possible I don't think he would have known about fatal attractions yet
1: no, no maybe he, he, maybe maybe like, he was just waiting
0: for the right moment to come along or maybe he thought oh Hey, I've been wanting to do this, and now he's going to lose his adamantium. So, hey, let's do it now. Like, it makes, like, we can throw these two together. And yeah,
1: that one seems the most realistic to me is that he had this story idea. And whenever they were talking about this other story idea, he's like, oh, let's make these, let's put our hands together.
0: Yeah. Because pretty quick after this, we have like a Savage Land story and some opportunities for him to, uh, you know, embrace some of the Berserker a little bit. And so maybe it's just a really slow burn or maybe he, he knew he wanted to but didn't know when or how. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like... Because they even said it even in 47... I'm sorry, 48 and 49 a little bit. Like, I'm not an animal, I'm a person. And, you know, and they, they really key on it in this issue a lot. And so I, I, I don't think it's an accident. I think he's doing something. I just, I, I'm interested to see... If I notice more of those kind of clues, this read through. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I you know know what we're heading towards, but um, yeah, yeah. So they're they're flying around. So Wolverine's going to leave them in the plane. Uh, and you're you're absolutely right. They actually mentions the memory of Windsor starring Silver Fox, Saber Tooth, and a cast of terrorists. Oh, poor Mastodon doesn't get mentioned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're going go to go that warehouse. And he's going to go down. They're going to stay in the plane. Even Jubilee, who's a little upset. Um, they're going to leave them there. Go. He's going to go in the warehouse. He's got to do it by himself. Um, and you know, they can tell Xavier and Jean will, will monitor me. If anything goes haywire, you guys will come in as a Calvary. That's fine. And then on the rooftop across the way, we see the professor and Heinz spying on Wolverine. Um, and Hines is worried that he has company, but the professor's like, no, we know him. He may have brought friends, but he's not going, he's going in by himself. Um, he won't, I think he says he won't take them down into his murky past with him. Right. And then we see another set of binoculars. So binoculars on binoculars as, um, we see a fancy little hover thing. And we see our Hydra cloaked character with some soldiers and spying on with an infrared cannon almost and they see the pest control people hell Hydra
1: <laughs> yes yes hell and all that
0: <laughs> I love that line and that was really kind of my first clue in this read through that oh maybe that's not by, she was a little more into her role with Hydra
1: <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, she, she ate it up a little bit more so I was like okay well that's interesting Um, but yeah but then Wolverine drops down into this warehouse, and immediately, we see like the trappings of movie sets or at least play sets, and we have lights like like theater lights or or, or studio lights hanging up around backdrops. One woman says immediately we see number one thirty five Backwoods Saloon, which immediately makes you think of Wolverine number ten, right? right. Um, we see cans of paint. Um, we
1: see senior prom and hotel room.
0: Yeah. Yep. Like, and
1: terrorist hideout. Huh. That's my favorite one.
0: Yeah. Terrorist hideout. If only if only we had had that back in the Bin Laden days. <laughs> you know, when Olay was said terrorist hideout.
1: Um, right.
0: <laughs> but um, he said, everything you need to make movies, except the cameras. Is that what my past is? A cheap movie? And he lashes out at the wall with a zash. And he goes into the room from Ontario, um, the place I raided with Sabertooth, where Silver Fox tried to. It really was in Windsor. Some of what I remember must be true. And he steps on the glasses again, which I thought was interesting because, you know, he already broke them once in the memory, but he breaks them here again, and uh, the professor's glasses. And then we get something weird because he sees a calendar, but this time it's a San Francisco calendar. I was like, huh, what happened in the cabin? There was a cabin, Silver Fox, not giant artichokey. <laughs> no, that was really funny. Um, and he says, I opened my eyes after I hit the floor and the calendar was right in my face. I was staring at the cabin when Mastodon, oh yeah, I remember him, um, <laughs> came crashing into the window with the wind blowing with him off the river and he looks out, and there's literally like a painted like poster of the San Francisco skyline, complete with Golden Gate Bridge. And he's like, "This doesn't make sense." Ugh, and he gets really mad. And he cuts his way through the wall. Whose memories are these? And he sees the bar with the birthday cake. And he's like, "Okay, well, yeah, I remember that." And he keeps going, and there's a sawmill. And he's like, "Huh? Well, someone with claws had a fight in here, but not me."
1: So. The thing with the birthday cake and everything like you like said was Sabretooth from Wolverine number ten. So now he's not he's he's getting other stories uh-huh. from Claremont's Wolverine and calling them into question too. Stories from this very series.
0: Alright, so what was the sawmill
1: one? No, no, not the sawmill. Oh, just oh the okay. Saloon. Oh,
0: right. Yeah, I think right, the
1: sawmill it. and the senior prom are, indi- are setting up the idea that comes in later that right, other, people other people are using right. Some of these same sets.
0: I think the sawmill is going to end up being a saber-tooth story, but I don't that makes, exactly yeah, the, remember.
1: Um, and it may not even be that important, but the fact that it's claws and we know the saber-tooth is part of this whole thing.
0: Right. Yeah. So we get a shrek and a shrek and a shrek and we, he goes from the sawmill to senior prom. Um, he's like, well, I, I know I never went to this. And that's going to be interesting too, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um but he says, how many of us were here getting our memories scrambled in this joint? And and for what reason? And so he shracks some more. He goes to a living room that he never saw before. Shrek. A computer lab. Doesn't ring any bells. Shuck! Uh, I remember every jungle I've ever been in, and this ain't one of them. Shrack! And he's like, okay, well, that's it. Then he's outside this check- set. He says, I checked them all out. And the one I was dreading to find wasn't there. And he gets a big old smile on his face. No cabin in the woods where I lived with Silver Fox. There's a chance that one shining, golden time in my life was real, just a chance. And um, and then we see Professor with his little spy intrusion smile. Oh, I just got happy thoughts from Wolverine. Isn't that happy? Um, and so well, he's happy. We can uh, quit. We can just ignore him for now on and keep looking at these files. <laughs> And weans, like gives it a yawn and uh, Cyclops says, nope, you're going to help us type. And she's like, and, what? And
1: her, her superpower in this scene is contemporary pop culture references.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I, it.
1: I don't even like staring at a, ra- a computer screen if Mario is running across in his raccoon suit. <laughs> Those turtles have a pizza maker in their van. You'd think we'd at least have a sushi machine.
0: Yep. yep. She is a uh, She is a 90s teenager for sure. Um, The Cyclops, all business as always, sits her down and says, you start typing, young lady. And so reluctantly, she agrees. And at that point, I'm going to turn this over to Mr. Wilson.
1: All right. So um, it's all fun and games until the professor shows up. (laughs) So the Professor and Hines, they enter the same building that Wolverine's in, but they have like the back door entrance and they know where the monitor room is. So he goes up, he plugs in a special switch box that says cancel, reset, and default. What that's going to control, we don't know. Um, They're talking about how the subjects of the project have overlapping false memories. And that they use that to save money on the project. (laughs) (laughs) So they reuse the same sets with different people, (laughs) which is why um, there are some sets that Wolverine recognizes and some that he does not.
0: Right.
1: Um, Okay. So... They wanted uh. Heinz is wondering if Wolverine has found Shiva yet, and he's like, he hasn't even met the random ilu- intruder eliminator yet, the R I E. The R I E. Um. So Wolverine's going down some stairs. He falls in a trap door. Doesn't get killed by spikes. Almost almost does, and um. So pause for a second. Yeah. The implication with Professor is that all the memories we've seen are fabrications. But my question becomes, okay, or are they just like fabricated versions of real memories? Like, are they changing memories he has and giving him new versions of them for whatever reasons? But if that's true, then how do they get so many of the little details like the glasses and the cake and all that crap? Right. Unless the details that Wolverine remembers as being really special details are also part of the fake memories, and he doesn't realize they were not real in the first place. I don't know. I don't know. it's all a bunch of weird wibbly wobbly memory memory.
0: Right. Right. And you know, and the thing is, it could be yes, or it could be both. Like it could be a mixture. Like some some are complete fabrications, some are recreations of real memories, some are a mixture of both. I mean, we don't really. In this issue, we don't really get that answer all the way,
1: right so, um, so what okay. do you
0: think who do you think's in the pit you think that's just like people who stumbled in here accidentally Or you think that's all like department or team X like truth seekers that that just didn't get far enough
1: <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah. Like it's not really is,
0: important. I'm just curious.
1: No, no, because this is you know, this is a a, a, a stage set. So I guess other T people have gotten this far and headed for Shiva. Right. But we have no indication of anyone before Wolverine. We only get indications of people who are still on the list after Wolverine.
0: Well, no, uh, we do get one indication of of someone who who made it to the door but couldn't open it. But we'll get there in a, in a little bit.
1: Oh, yeah, because they they just say that, right? This is what's up. The other one, yeah, the, the very next uh, page.
0: Oh, is it the next page? Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
1: So, let's, so uh, Wolverine gets to the Wolverine gets to the big steel vault doors that he had. We have only seen him see in his walk through his own mind with Professor X. And uh, Xavier was like, yeah, these shut doors are metaphors for memories you're not letting yourself access. And Wolverine's like, well, what's behind this giant door that says Shiva, no access without clearance? Wonder what that is. But then something happened to distract him. But in his walk through his memory, that door was part of the Project X complex, the Weapon X complex, where he was transformed. Um and now it's here, and he's confused. Yeah. So, um, the Professor and Hines are watching him do this, and um, they are, were talking about how this door stopped the other one, who uh, couldn't get into the vault. So, evidently, these people are supposed to be special, but they have a failsafe in case they're too special. Right. And Wolverine has his key that will open this vault. It is the skeleton key-looking thing on the key pouch that he got from Silver Fox in his false memories in issue 48 or 49. So, But they were in his car whenever Jubilee and he walked into the thing. They were in the car that got impounded, I guess, whenever he was first turned into Weapon X. So it's kind of weird that that key...
0: Yeah, (laughs) like the key that belongs to Weapon X. Like, did they did they plant it? And if so, why?
1: (laughs) But yeah, because that's yeah. hmm. Either he had the key legit, or they planted the key. But both of those developments would have happened before he ever came into contact with Weapon X,
0: right? Yeah, unless they planted it and, like, they re-put the keys back in the car later. Um, but that almost leads you to believe that if you go down that rabbit hole, that the expectation is that they want these people to, I don't know, but they don't. Because why would they have Shiva at all if they wanted them to find hints? They wouldn't stop them with S-Weird. And that, that's a little... It's a little 12 monkeys that's trying to put that in order. But, um, <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it's <laughs> kind of like, it's, uh, it might go along with the idea of what I was just kind of saying off my head about the whole clever, but not too clever. Like if you're clever enough to find this key that we hid in something associated with something else, if you're able to get here, then you're probably too smart for our own good. And this guy's going to kill you.
0: Maybe so. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to ask you about the, the, it's a little prof, it's a little scene with the Professor and Hines there. Mm-hmm. They say, um, they talk about the other guy, but we were able to program him and put him back into the pool. <gasps> pool is capital, like pool is uh, italicized. And like a month, two months ago, X-Force number two came out, where we meet Kane, who, who calls himself Weapon X. And we also find out that Deadpool was part of one of these programs. So I'm wondering, this is another hint that's connecting Deadpool to this idea of Weapon X, and I'm wondering if, without saying it, if they're if they're hinting that this other person that came in before was Wade. Hmm. Or it was just, a, it's just, just a, a coincidental choice of words. It could be that, too. But... I thought with it being in bold and with that having just been revealed, it seemed like maybe there might be a connection,
1: but... I think looking back, Deadpool feels a lot more important than he would have felt at the time.
0: Right. Very So true.
1: that seems like a bit of a stretch that Larry Hama would be putting him here. I think it's more likely that it's supposed to be a veiled reference to Sabretooth or somebody, uh, or man. maybe one of the other people on this list that's coming up. Right. Um... So and maybe whenever we come back to this whole plot line, of several issues down the road, maybe they'll readdress this. I don't know, but yeah,
0: yeah, may, yeah. And well, I think you're probably right too because he doesn't for it to have been Deadpool, he would have had to have been reprogrammed and then breaking free of that again. And Professor seems fairly confident that this person they're referring to is still reprogrammed. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah, that makes more sense.
1: Um. So, yeah, Professor uh, regrets that Wolverine's going to die, but, you know, needs must. <laughs>
0: right? it's really a shame.
1: <laughs> and Wolverine opens the door with his magic key and out walks Robo Super Strife. Shredder.
0: Oh, yeah, that too.
1: <laughs> Who'd you say?
0: I said Robo Strife. And in <laughs> case the listener heard us both, uh, John said Super Shredder.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strife and the Super Shredder had an android baby. Right, and we're calling it Shiva, the Destroyer. So, not the, um,
0: not the Asgardian Destroyer, though.
1: No, 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 no. Different destroyer.
0: Oh so maybe similar arms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Shiva's a Hindu god, not a Norse god. So, yeah, obviously that's true. That's true, Yeah. Alright, so Wolverine's like, okay, you know what? I can do giant robots. So he snicks and shcracks and scrangs and hines oh mys. <laughs> <laughs> and Professor's like, okay, now we're going to see if Shiva's all these cracked up to be. Um, Wolverine totally scrags the dude, so Professor put, reaches over to that switch box and pushes reset. So as yeah. Wolverine is walking away from the scene, another robot Materializes over the remains of the previous, so that's a thing. Yeah. Um,
0: and around this time, uh, what are Cyclops and Professor X finding out about?
1: Well, I just wanted to make sure I didn't have anything in my notes. Okay, I had. Uh... Okay, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Okay, that's fine. Um, back in the plane, Professor X and Cyclops are talking about the um. The proposal for the Weapon X program itself. They found the original documents to set it up as a pool of super soldiers. And turns out it's been going on since 1940s in World War II. And (laughs) X is actually the number 10. And no, none of that. Uh, Just a pool of super soldiers, uh, mind selectively mind-wiped with their memories. Uh, warehoused in the general population until they can be reactivated. So they're just walking around waiting to be triggered, waiting to be switched on. Um, but what, uh, Professor's like, where do the mutations come from? And Cyclops mentions, and can't if I'm wrong, I know we've had this like alluded to and hinted at and implied, and you'd have to draw the connection, but I think this is the first time they've actually said suppression of aging factors
0: right yes the first it's like time the Wolverine
1: they, grows more slow grows old more slowly
0: right that is he' well, see what's interesting here though now that was really weird because all right well first of all I, I like the the super soldier connection even though it's not the same one we'll get later I just I, I thought the the same word being that it was fun mm-hmm. um but Cyclops talks about the memo the memo about suppression of aging factors when they're talking about the protocol of weapon X so first of all we know that it's the first time that we correlate the healing factor with also aging slower. it makes sense but it is stated very directly here but also you, you kind of wonder if it's a memo from the proposal where they just mentioning oh we have this guy that we want to get who has a healing factor in a slow age or are they Artificially suppressing the aging factor of everyone in the program.
1: Well, that's how I read it. Because at this point, of course, we don't know that Wolverine's age goes all the way back to the you know eighteen hundreds. We've seen him in World War Two. Yeah, and we've seen him in the sixties, and this is the nineties.
0: Well, so when the uh, the uh, Marvel Comics present story where he's the fur trader, that's turn of the century.
1: Um, mm, where he's a fur trader.
0: Yeah, um, he fights the demon worm.
1: Oh, I don't remember that one.
0: That's okay, and I didn't. I didn't make you do that one. I'm gonna let you skip to one hundred, because um, <laughs> it's not very good. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so he he has on like, these Native American clothes, and he's in the mountains. It's around. It's probably around the same time as Wolverine number ten. Which is just old, but we don't know how old.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Well, one thing I've one thing I've realized that you know through some of my consumption of older media and stuff is that a lot of the a lot of the urbanization and corporatization of America is relatively a lot more recent than I kind of feel like it should be. Right. And that when you go back to the Eighties, seventies, sixties, fifties, forties—there's a lot of rural America. So I, I can fully imagine that he might be living in a cabin with a woman, cut off from civilization, mining his own business, especially in the northwest or someplace remote. Um, okay. Even in the mid twentieth century.
0: Okay, oh, yeah. that makes sense. I could buy that.
1: So, um, but yeah, so here's my thought though, is that we think of his suppressed aging as being a factor of his healing or a result of his healing factor. And this is implied that's a result of weapon X, right? Yeah. And, but it does it, explain how saber and silver fox and all of them get still be around.
0: Right. It definitely does.
1: Okay. So, um, there's another Shiva robot. And, um, professor,
0: <laughs> he mansplained Shiva to Heinz. Yeah.
1: Kindly tells, <laughs> you know, Shiva's the myth program. The robot's just the tool. Uh, you can't kill him the same way twice. So this implies that we're going to have like infinite Shiva's coming after Wolverine. Um, there's another fight, the brouhaha. And so we cut back to Xavier and Jubilee has found a list. I found a list. <laughs> and look at who's on it. So, we're going to, need to talk about this list after I talk about the scene. So, there's Wolverine, Sabretooth, Fox, Kestrel, Vol, Mastodon, and Wildchild. Um, and Xavier's like, well, "Why is Wolverine's the first name?" Because he's excellent. Yeah, 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 maybe, but if this is a priority list, what is he the top priority for as we see um Shiva killing Wolverine saying that Wolverine <laughs> is first on his list. So yeah, um, I guess on the same page. I'll just go real quick. Uh, Hines is like, I don't get it. So there's always gonna be another robot. He's like, Psh, we do have limited money, no, but we should. We, there, there's only so many robots, but we should have enough.
0: <laughs> to at least get Wolverine. <laughs> so after that, after that, we may be screwed, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On this don't list, be ridiculous, you little woman. <laughs> he says. <laughs>
1: He is uh, uh, he is such a person to her. Yeah. So this list of people. Oh, so before we talk about the
0: list particularly, um, so yours says wild child. Mine says wilder.
1: Mine says wild, and then her hand is partially obscuring the letters. Okay. But it looks like a C and an H to me. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I, I inferred that it was Wild Child. I guess it could be something else.
0: Yeah, well, Wild Child makes sense of what we know later. So we'll go. Yeah. Right. I don't remember who Kestrel is. Do you remember who Kestrel is? John Wraith. Oh, okay. And Vol? Do you I don't
1: know Vol, but I did look him up. He is part of all of this, and he comes along around the same time that we come back to this and we meet John Wraith and everything else. Okay. So, so I, I think Hama is setting up like other characters involved so that whenever he comes back to the story, you can expand things a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tying in some, some old characters and some new characters so we can kind of play with, with concepts where he doesn't have as much freedom and then concepts where he has total freedom. So that's a pretty cool idea.
1: Yeah. And I, I looked up each of these names that wasn't familiar with as familiar with to see if we had met them before. And of course, Mastodon—we've only seen in the flashback. Right. We haven't really seen him in the story yet, but we will. Um, same with Kestrel. Same with Vol. We haven't seen them yet, but we will see them. And if that is Wild Child, I—I didn't look him up because I, I knew his connection to the whole thing. I wasn't sure if we're going to see him in the next big arc with us or not.
0: I don't remember if he shows up in this series. Huh? I don't remember when he
1: starts coming back. We do find out that he's connected to Weapon X, right? Yes,
0: yes, yeah. I don't remember when, but we do for sure.
1: I'm just doing a quick search on the Wolverine Shiva list. Um. Oh, Wildcat, Maverick.
0: Oh, I was about to ask you why he wasn't on the list. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Okay, I was like, all right. Someone didn't get with Jim Lee, <laughs> but yeah, no, that makes sense.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, Professor also tells us that uh, Shiva is armed with the triggers, which I thought meant like you know mentioning stuff that would like throw Wolverine's emotions out of whack. Right. I'm not entirely sure what the trigger. Oh no, no, no! He has the the the, the shock that he gives him later. Yeah. Um. While the professor and Heinz are watching all of this, not Lady Hydra. Shows up behind them. So, Green Hood lurking. And um, she clubs Hines with her gun. Holds her gun up on the professor. Or should I call you Andre? Andre? I think it's from a subject scenario. How do you? And the woman looks at the screen and says, wait a second. I know that room they're fighting in, which is the terrorist hideout room. Mm-hmm. And she unhoods and that Windsor terrorist set was her apartment in San Francisco. Right. And earlier when Wolverine was commenting about how these were different, there was a San Francisco painting outside the window. Yep. And so they...
0: So we know what order they shot them in, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is where they say Silver Fox. We lost track of you 20 years ago. So she was part of the program. Wolverine was made to believe she was dead. Sabretooth was made to believe she was dead. But she was actually gone for 20 years. So that's weird.
0: So So do you think... That they orchestrated her death in the memories because she disappeared... Or they were just using her somewhere else and she happened to disappear.
1: Hmm. See, I don't want the cabin to be a false memory.
0: I don't either. First of all, because Wolverine 10 is a great issue and I want all that to be real. <laughs> but <I'm> right.
1: <laughs> but yeah. But she remembers the cabin as well.
0: Right. Right. But Professor has a line about that that we'll get to, too. So
1: we'll talk about that in a minute. It's just like, I feel like she might have been injured and then, like, stitched up, and maybe she bailed as soon as she was well well enough to do so.
0: Right. And she must have had something going for her, and we'll find out later that she does, to even be in the Weapon X program. So even if she had been seriously hurt, there's definitely opportunity for her to, to come back from that.
1: Or maybe she and Wolverine both got out of the Team X stuff and were living in the cabin? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. See, the weird The weird thing is, is that like, when, well, they- when did all the stuff with Sabretooth and all the operations, when did all that happen in relation to his claws? Well, what we think of
0: now is a clause 1991 the clause
1: or nineteen ninety one thought. yeah when it, when it, the, the metal on the Claws, <laughs> so, I should say.
0: Right, right. So in the flashbacks of Sabretooth at this point he does not have claws.
1: Um,
0: and in Wolverine issue ten, he does not have claws. But in Sabretooth there's a there's a hint of some sort of familiarity in wolverine even back in wolverine 10 so even claremont was like at least toying with the idea that they had some sort of past not okay, nearly so, to the level that, that Hammond takes but the thing is yeah, that, makes that, all the most,
1: that makes the simplest most sense because they're giving him all of these memories when they're giving him the medal
0: right but, but see the if the cabin is real or any of it is real, that has to be before Weapon X. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, the weird part... So here, here's where things start getting weird, where you almost are forced, and future writers, and even Hama in the future, are almost forced to start retconning some of this, is because it seems like the time that Sabretooth and Wolverine were agents either they just nabbed two people from the same place and said, Hey, both of these are great guys for weapon X 'cause they're rogue mutants or whatever, which, which could happen. Or the idea that weapon X put this team together, they would probably have run missions together as weapon X as well. Right. Or are we assuming that the weapon X from the weapon X storyline that he escapes immediately from the adamantium?
1: Um, because here's here's a thought I just had. I always think of Weapon X as being at the end? The metal. That's right. when it gets the metal. That's right. Weapon X. So what if it's not? What if that was just one phase?
0: Right. And that so was Weapon X thing.
1: was actually the entire series of operations. They were the Weapon X team, and he tried to get out of it, and they abducted him oh. and meddled him up to oh charge him up and bring him back in, maybe.
0: Right, or to control him better. Right. And maybe, that's why it's, maybe that's why they harp so much on the control, because he had already broken free of it before.
1: So maybe his and Silver Fox's time in the cabin was after they both got out.
0: Right, but, okay, all right, so go with me. So they both got out, They are able to re-kidnap Wolverine, put him through the Adamantium process. They never find Silver Fox, so they use her death as trauma. So the cabin was real, but the death wasn't. Right.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That makes sense.
0: Okay. And if anyone has... I know some of this is addressed later, so if people are real familiar with the story and just haven't... I've already read what well, I haven't reread again yet. Just, you know, be patient with us. <laughs> yeah, right. but, um, but that, that, that seems to, to make the most sense of how, of how the timeline could possibly work.
1: Well, I did cheat just a little bit because I was trying to look up a couple things about stuff that happens in this issue and I saw some version of the cabin is real. Right. And some version of the cabin they overlaid. And the professor does not seem to realize that the cabin memory that they're using is actually based on somebody's real memories.
0: Interesting.
1: Because his comments here are clearly that the cabin memory is all made up.
0: Well, so he, just, he right, doesn't seem to realize right. that. He, he is under the impression that, because he does keep saying, and we know of at least three characters involved in both, because he keeps, he says, this cabin. It keeps coming up in everyone's memory. Why does everyone remember that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the idea. So, but it, I know, and I've talked about this before. And and you know, even more so if you read G.I. Joe, Hama
1: is the king
0: of coincidence.
1: <laughs> he <laughs> but it's loves all, coincidence.
0: But it's almost too much coincidence that they could completely invent a cabin scenario that was exactly like the real scenario. <laughs> like someone had to have gotten that from somewhere. Either yeah. they heard someone talk about it and they're like, "Hey, let's do this." Or or maybe someone who built the there's no indication that the the professor necessarily orchestrated or authored all of the scenarios.
1: Right. He's just He's, involved in some aspect of it.
0: Right. So interesting. Okay.
1: And he so, definitely works with someone else.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. We know that for sure, because there was someone on the other other end of the phone at some
1: point. So he, at at a certain level, he is just middle management, taking care of stuff.
0: Well, and, all right, so I know at, at this point in time, there was a hint, or maybe a clue, that it was Apocalypse. Of course, we'll later find out it's Romulus, and we know that Romulus followed Logan's life, like, almost from the time he had his mutant power. So it's very possible then he would have known these details and could have planted them into the program. So anyway, just just a thought.
1: And also, if they have the power to implant memories, stands to reason they have the power to read memories.
0: That that is also a very true point. Right? They're
1: creating they're creating false memories that are oftentimes very similar to someone's actual memories. So it's it's a little bit weird. Yeah. Um. Okay, so there's not a whole lot of story left going on here. The fight with um, Shiva. Shiva shocks his brain with like a, a unicorn beam that <laughs> makes him remember all of his all of his traumas and searing pains and every bullet wound, sword cut, laser blast, every ninja who ever chased you. Um, and then they stumble into the prom set. And Silverfox says, That's my senior prom. Now, while Wolverine is diving back into the spiky floor from hell situation from last issue, um, Shiva's like, Wait a second. Not Shiva. Uh, Silverfox says, That's my prom when um, my date was in trouble out in the parking lot and I went to check on him and it was Logan getting beaten up by a bunch of bullies telling him that I want his kind around and Logan shunned me and staggered off and never saw me again. But wait a second. He never would have done that. That's a lie. It never happened. What about the effing cabin? Yeah. So I think. Wolverine is given a false memory of Silver Fox dying. That's not the cabin, right? Or is it her dying in the cabin? That's her memory of her dying.
0: Um, well, we don't know what he remembers from issue 10 and what he doesn't at this point. Okay, so, so I don't know. And, and the, the memory with the mind probe got interrupted. So I don't know if the, the original intention Was that they had her die at the cabin, or they had her die in the drug bust?
1: Okay. So they both know that they were at the cabin, but each of them has a different memory of how they split. Right. To Wolverine, she died. To Silver Fox, he he, uh, jilted her at the prom.
0: Well, no, but she automatically sees through that, though. She automatically sees that that's not possible because the cabin is later. So so I don't know what her memory of the cabin... And one could assume that if Wolverine thought she was dead... Well, see, then you got to play into, well, what's the memory and what really happened? Because if she didn't really die, he wouldn't have left her there.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so, so now she's... She is actually remembering a memory that must have been buried. I'm thinking an implant they tried to give her that didn't really stick, e.g. or i.e. the prom. Mm-hmm. That implant didn't really stick. Right. But it's just popping into her brain now for whatever reason because memory is weird. And she's like, oh, my gosh, this happened at my prom. I recognize this. This is, wait a second, this can't be true because I also know that this happened. Right, so I think that's what her, her, her contradiction okay. is there. So
0: she she has both memories. She has
1: both memories, okay. and she's realizing that she has both and that they contradict.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: And Professor is like, well, by stupid example, cabinet player.
0: When implant. I know for sure that I left my car keys on the cabinet, but I also know I left them on the kitchen
1: island. Right. Which <laughs> yeah. one did I actually do? <laughs> right. So... Meanwhile the um, the spiky floor from hell and Shiva's ranting are trying to convince Wolverine he's a beast and he's like I'm not an animal I'm a human my name is Logan I'm not a prisoner I'm a free man um I'm not a number I'm a free man and he totally slices and dices um Shiva again meanwhile because so much stuff is happening while Wolverine is is raging um Professor X figures out that the list that Jubilee found was a termination list. So Wolverine was first on the list to get killed. And he's like, maybe, maybe we should get get down there after all. Maybe he might need our help. So Wolverine is scragging Shiva. And she was like, you can't escape me. I am Legion. There's always more Shiva. But Wolverine says, nope, you're going to die. And he puts the final cut on him just as the X-Men arrive. Jubilee starts to approach to, you know, give him comfort. she's like, wait a second. You throw all that junk around. And he's like, darling, leave me be. And he stalks away. As they hear a scream, he goes downstairs to see the professor dead next to Hines. His hook has pressed the, what does that say? Uh, default, no. Yeah, the reset and default switches on all the Shivas, so all the other Shiva robots have left to go after the next person on the list. In other words, Sabertooth.
0: Okay, so they don't share a consciousness then between the robots unless it's downloaded.
1: Right, I'm guessing. So that's,
0: so that's why they would assume, okay, well, the first one must have been successful. <laughs> and Wolverine is no longer at the top of the list.
1: And yeah, they, because they, they didn't. Down
0: to Sabretooth.
1: Right, yeah. they didn't send another robot after Wolverine. They just said, "Okay, hey, go, go, do your thing."
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and Wolverine just walks away, say, pretty, pretty happy that Sabertooth is going to have to do with killer robots. And the X Men are left wondering if Wolverine were to turn against mankind, but what would happen? Heaven help us all.
0: Right, and he's a far different man than the one we have known.
1: Dun dun dun. Yeah. So,
0: um, couple of things. I just wanted to, you know, be wanted to geek out a little bit of, about the memories that Shiva shows us. Um, so, of course, we have the, the Pulp Fiction days of, of Wolverine and Sabertooth. We have some Soldier days. Um, and we have ninjas, and then of course we have. Either the Weapon X Handlers, or that's also we're gonna find out, be similar to the helmets they wore when they went on missions. Um, but then in the prom scene, we have Lady Deathstrike, we have the the Hunter at night. Was that what it was called? The the Beast from the North. And then we have. Oh
1: yeah, all the all the figures that are getting uh, stabbed with floor spikes. Yes. Yeah,
0: we have Ogun and Shadow Cat. Shadow
1: Cat and her whenever they were fighting each other. Yep.
0: Yeah, and then who's the one in the back with the katana blade? The bald guy.
1: Might that be Noboru?
0: Ah, probably, yes. Okay, awesome. So
1: I'm not sure that looks especially like him, but I'm sure that you have somebody that would be coming at it with the sword.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so we got some cool stuff there. Um the only disappointing thing in this whole book, well besides maybe the the, the lack of resolution, resolution. But we can get shucks instead of snacks when he pulls his claws in.
1: That's okay. mm. <laughs> Well, there's like extra blood and gore on that. No, there can't be because he's a robot.
0: <laughs> well, he did, he did hit some kind of grease or something at one point because it does bleed. <laughs> yes. Uh, when Wolverine says, the more you hurt me... Oh, he says your line. He says, I'm bad to the adamantium waste bone. And the more you hurt me, the badder I get. Scree! And all this oil like comes out.
1: So it's like not the Hulk. The the stronger the madder I get, the stronger I get. It's right. The more mad I get, the badder I get. Yeah. Um. Did you ever read Mini Marvels? The little like one page kit ca- uh, or you know comic strip. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was one. Of course, they're Mini Marvels. They're all like you know chibi versions of all the Marvel characters. And there's it's somebody's birthday. And Wolverine snicks a claw and starts cutting the birthday cake. And everyone is, like, in the corner, totally grossed out. Because those things were just inside his arms. (laughs) And he didn't even wash them. And now he's cutting birthday cake.
0: Yeah, pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. They always look so clean and shiny, but man. So... Wolverine 50, I have to say, I got a lot more out of it this time around.
0: Yeah, there's so much in here. I mean, there really is a lot that's left kind of open-ended, but there's just a lot to think about, though.
1: Well, and the the reason it's open-ended is because Hama knows he's coming back. Right. There's another one or two arcs down the road involving this exact stuff. And so he doesn't want to answer all the questions yet. He wants you to wonder what's real and what's going on, and and I, you know, it puts an interesting spin on Wolverine's past.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the art is just delicious. Yes, uh, we talked about the previous two issues, Sylvester being kind of the top of his game, and that continues. And and kudos because this is a double sized book, so we probably had to spend quite a lot of time, and there's a lot of detail in here as well, like with the. The paneling and wires and stuff, and just, there's a lot going on, and he really, really delivers. Just some some badass, great looking art. Um, it's just it's a wonderful looking book.
1: Yeah, um, I know that we are going to. Well, already kind of said that, but the thing about the mystery of this storyline is that. I feel like people really wanted it. Mm -hmm. People really wanted Wolverine's mysterious past to be explored, but also to stay mysterious. Right. If I had a dollar for every time in 2006 ish that I heard, (laughs) you know, the best thing of Wolverine was knowing it was not knowing his past. And now that we're getting told his past, it's like, why? And I, I, I could take you and both our families out to dinner. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that. So this is kind of like, you know, having his cake and eating it too. He's playing with Wolverine's past, but he's leaving a lot of stuff with a question mark on it.
0: Yeah, but you know, that just also shows a difference in fan perspective. Because yes, after Origin came out, people were like, oh, do we really need that? But in 1991, everyone was like, what's what's up with Wolverine? I think they... ate the stuff like candy um Mm -hmm. any kind of hint wanting to know and and i think hama knew that and played with that as well as you know having his grand design i think he also knew exactly what he was doing to the fans (laughs) and and had some fun with that um so yeah i i mean yeah i think obviously you know questions will wait to see answered down the road and i think some that actually Maybe one or two little things in here that probably never get answered <laughs> or, or don't get answered before Hamma gets the chance to leave. But um it's still just a heck of a fun read. Um I I really enjoyed revisiting this. Do you have the pinups in the back?
1: I don't think so. Just huh? double checking. I think it's yeah, I just have we'll Read Fifty One cover as my next page.
0: Okay, so there's a uh, a Vincon, uh, a pin uh, pinup of Wolverine in the sewer, which is amazing, and then there's a Jim Lee pinup of this costume that he just got in the snowy forest, and he had just killed some kind of robot, and he's kind of all ripped up, and it's a they're both fantastic. I'll try, I'll tweet those as well at some point on the episode thread. So you can see them because they're they're really, really good.
1: Yeah, I like pinups. Um, yeah. I wonder how many people actually pin them up.
0: Oh, not in nineteen ninety one. We were all saving our comics to put us through college, so we didn't, right? we, didn't we didn't dare tear anything
1: out of those. Oh no, no, no. no
0: in no, the sixties, no. I bet a lot of kids put pinups
1: on their wall. Those silly sixties kids. <laughs> they didn't do no better.
0: Right. I know my dad did because he had a bunch of half comics. <laughs> like, like old stuff that he probably could have actually sold and made money on when they're all ripped up and
1: colored in. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what they should be. I mean, honestly, right. the fact that comics are valuable is a nice little side. But comics need to be read.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I'm so glad we did this into recordings because we took an hour and a half on this book. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> and I would have been flagging so hard if we had done this last time.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm glad it worked out that way. It, it made for a really good pacing. And you know, this is, a, is part three, but it's double size, so it's really three and four. So we did it like half and half. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, what do you want to grade, Wolverine number fifty?
1: I tend to think of 48, 49, and 50 like in a block. Yeah. Um, I I can't really separate all. So, and honestly, honestly, it has to be a six. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, this is one of those stories that made Wolverine's coolness factor even more. Right. Um, And so just... The idea that he's got all of this crap going on in his brain, they get to play it. They get to get a lot of mileage out of that for a long time. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> not just, you know, not just Hama dealing directly with up and X stuff, but just the fact that Wolverine has jumbled memories. You can do a lot of stuff with that. Um, and even whenever he gets his memories, you know, back, if I, I haven't read a lot of that, but I think they eventually um, land on, yeah, but there's still some stuff jumbled in there still. Right. Well, so, it's
0: just the natural side effect of living so long. You're not going to, I mean, uh-huh. we don't remember everything and we've only been alive, you know, 40 plus years.
1: <laughs> but getting the chance to sit here and analyze and dissect and put all the ducks in a row and see how it all lines up, I actually have been coming out of these two conversations with a better grasp on this part of his life than I had before. Awesome. So awesome. just even, even this uh, conversation is upping the score of the comic.
0: Nice, well, that's that's great. Yes, yeah, I
1: mean, uh, not every comic that you want to read a puzzle that you had to figure out, but that doesn't mean that that can't also be a fun comic to read. Oh,
0: definitely. It's like yeah. Grant
1: Morrison's action comics. Grant Morrison's action comics had a lot of stuff going on. And sometimes it was lighter, and sometimes it was more convoluted. And maybe people don't want convoluted time travel stuff, whatever they're reading. But sometimes that's really fun to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he, he's a guy, I mean, it just depends on what he's doing, right? Sometimes his stuff really, really works. And I think I, I think I remember wearing the same, I really enjoyed most of his action stuff. You did too, right? Didn't you? Oh uh, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that 18 comics run. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. honestly up there is one of my favorite things that he, that I've read. Awesome.
0: Very good. Well, yeah, I know this was, this was fantastic. Um, It was a great issue to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. There's so much to chew on, and to to have someone else to bounce the ideas off of was was really fun. So, um, John, when can people hear you chew on other stuff?
1: Um, Well, our eating schedule is not really that in its place, (laughs) especially with with COVID and quarantine and everything. Um, I just chew whatever I want to these days. But no um, (laughs) – I tweet a lot about comics—the comics I'm reading, panels, covers, um, occasionally real life stuff, but mostly just comics. So if if that's your thing, then you can find me over on Twitter at John Reads Comics. Uh, my pinned tweet has a list of all of my shows, which I went into a lot last episode, I'm going to go into all the detail right now. But you've got <laughs> um, the Marvel show, Silver Age Marvel, called Make Ours Marvel. You've got the 90s Image Comics show called All the Pouches and Image Comics Podcast. And you've got the uh, Marvel 80s Comics and Cartoons podcast, Return to Cybertron, a Transformers UK podcast. And those are all pinned um, on my uh, Twitter. So yeah, check me out. I'm kind of a medium deal.
0: Yeah. yeah medium well, at least. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now all, all those shows are great uh definitely shows that i listen to on the regs and um so you should too if you're not already and come on if you're not what are you doing G- right. get over there but um yeah so uh for the podcast of go snit of course you can like the facebook page twitter is at snitcast uh show notes and stuff com. um yeah um uh, just fantastic and uh Coming up around the bin, um, we're getting closer to new comics. I think I've heard in a few weeks we should start getting some new comics again. So once we get a couple weeks of that, we'll, uh, we'll get back to some current episodes. But until then, we're going to keep on the flashback train. Uh, let's see what we got coming up next. We have um, the Alpha Flight special, Marvel Comics Presents 100, uh, back into the, the newly launched X-Men book and kind of down down the road from there. So um, yeah. If, if all goes well, you'll hear John again pretty soon. He's gonna be like, dude, quit quit calling me. But um,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, I am convinced that if we lived close together, we would be hanging out. So um, oh,
0: definitely, definitely. So yeah, this is fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, John, um, thanks again for coming on. Um, we'll do it again soon. And for all you listeners, um, hope you're staying well and safe. I know different. Areas of the world and even different areas of our country are very different places as far as how we're being more or less aggressive and (laughs) kind of trying to get back to normal life. But I I hope wherever you live, however you feel that that you're taking care of yourself and your family and um, just just stay well, stay smart and um, hugs and snicks till next time. Bye bye. And snacked.
1: Unless the snack was a fake memory.
0: Oh. <laughs> the normal you say bye. I knew you were waiting on something.
1: <laughs> I didn't forget to say goodbye. So I'm sorry about that.
0: <laughs>